Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. A very busy Friday in the running world today. We're going to talk about a doping positive that could change the results of the Boston Marathon. Talk about World Athletics announcing the top 10 male nominees for Athlete of the Year. There's some big news around Sydney McLaughlin Lavrone. We'll also talk about Kira D'Amato running another marathon. And of course, cross country. That's it's right. the fall. What you put in the F block. We have so many blocks. This is the most blocks we've had in a podcast, especially a Friday podcast, off-season Friday podcast. Yeah. With like six things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the best podcast we've had in the month of October. Yeah. I'm glad you had that qualifier because <laughs> I thought you were going to say ever. And I was going to say, no, <laughs> since track actually ended, this is certainly the busiest. When the Sydney news came out, I was like, awesome. We got another story to talk about. We needed something else. Then I found out about the Boston news and then the New York news. And then it almost got to be too much. a little too much because I know you're just chopping at the bit waiting to talk about cross country. I'm going to have so, to make sure you don't click over okay, but here's mid-discussion. The thing. We, you need gotta, to, we need to tell the, the viewers or the listeners that you want to talk about the news, but I want to talk about Nutty Cone because currently right now the women's race is going on. Yeah. Like they're through no, please don't do 3.8K <laughs> and currently NC State – is in the lead with 66 points. I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, don't I'm do not going to give updates. Yeah, don't do but that. But if I were to give updates, it would probably be around the 4K mark, which is coming up in about Pe- 45 seconds. People can – okay, I'll just wait 45 seconds before we start no, talking about the first story. Just know that The majority I'm of not- the people are not listening to this live, though. You understand that. You understand how this works, this production works? That's true. A small percentage are, li- are live viewers, yes. which we love. First, who was who the first in the chat? Uh – Satoshi. Satoshi. Yep. He's already talking about Mono Duplantis, world record holder, versus, versus Kipchoge. Kipchoge, which we'll yeah. talk about in the D block. Yes. But we're going to talk about the top. We have doping news. Well, I thought you wanted to give the 4K update. You know, okay, I'm going to give the 4K update. <laughs> Just one. That's my only update. We're going to do the 4K update for the women's 6K and the Nutty Comb. Aubrey Frenthway, currently in the lead, BYU. But NC State's in the lead. Hold on. Go, go ahead. NC State's in the lead, 79 points. New Mexico, 130 points. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I had to get that out. We're only through 4K of 6K. We'll talk about the women's race and the men's race, second half of the show. It's no. exciting. Last quarter of the show. Which is the second half. No, there's a bunch of stuff before that. Also, well, I got some more. in the second half. All in the game said thoughts on the thing Mo switching coach to, to Bobby Kersey and how it affects her. Uh, throw the link in there if you Whoa. can. See, there's just more. Too much the, news. The longer the show goes the more news we have they're gonna be like thoughts on trayvon bromel running the world record last night like what 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 okay let's get into it let's talk about we'll talk about the thing though maybe later if we find that news yeah but let's talk about the doping news yeah okay so we got this this morning from the athletics integrity unit diana kipyoki and betsy lempus were both provisionally suspended um kipyoki is getting the most attention because she was the 2021 Boston Marathon champion that was in the fall. So about a year ago, she won that race, finished ahead of Edna Kiplagat. They both tested positive for something called triamcelone, right, which is banned in competition. Um, there's also stuff relating to, if you look at, we'll throw up the actual um, document here from AIU. Kipyoki also is facing a charge related to tampering or attempted tampering with a part of the doping control um, process. Um, obviously, it's been a year, so I'm assuming there's been documents that have gone back and forth in terms of trying to figure out, like trying to get to the bottom of the actual 
positive test. As we've seen time and time again, the AAU has a way of figuring out if the information you're giving them is not accurate. And sometimes that creates another case, right? Then it's not just about the positive test. It's more about um, lying or misrepresenting or in their words, tampering or attempted tampering with the process when you're giving your reasoning for why that substance was in your system. But this is a big, this is a big story. Also like this, this substance has triggered a lot of positives in the same document. So there were a number of them coming from, from Kenya. So Boston wise though, they said, you know, pending appeals, like once she exhausts, Kipyoki exhausts the appeals, uh, then they would strip the title from her. It's, it's kind of wild that it takes this long for this to come out. It's literally took over a year. The sample was collected October 11th, 2021. It's October 14th, 2022. And now we find out how there's got to be a better way to like solve this issue where people can go like a year or two. And I understand everyone is innocent until proven guilty, mm -hmm. but like, can't they just say, Hey, we tested it. A week later, hey, it's positive. Now they're in the process of trying to figure it out. Like, why does it have to be a secret for a whole year before the public can find out? Well, the public has waited, but judging by the fact that she, Kipyogi hasn't run since that race. So I'm so assuming, right? And we've seen this before. Putting hey, a halt on her. Hey, because yeah. it says provisional suspension. Well, then it's basically like a provisional, provisional suspension of we're going to let you make your case to try to see if you're innocent. Cause I'm sure there's some percentage, I don't know how large it is, but I'm sure there's some percentage of things that actually get solved during this period. Oh, okay, yeah, they provided the correct documentation. There's a TUE. How much would you pay to find out about all of the solved doping cases well, that never got out? I think some of those are gonna be more boring than you'd actually expect. Cause some of these things, if you have a therapeutic use exemption, like you're, you're good to go, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, here's the document, like this was given, or this is the substance that was in my system. This is different rights in competition test that she took in Boston and it's banned in competition. So a little bit more boom, boom. Yeah. You'd think, all right, well, a month later, but I think this is where the AIU, I think in a way gets, gets blamed for taking a long time when they are trying to do due diligence or if they are going to give ample, they are trying to provide ample opportunities and anytime, you know, representatives or lawyers and stuff get involved, it's like, okay, well, you have this many days to produce proof of this. Okay, you get it. And then you, it takes time to review it. And they're probably checking out, right? All the situation. Remember the Wilson Kipsang thing where there was like a car accident that didn't happen, right? That probably takes a little while yeah. to investigate with that. What's interesting though, on the 2021 Boston Marathon side of things, Edna Kipla got, got second in that race. She was 41? 41 years old. If she is named the champion, she'd be the oldest women's champion. What was the... In the you history the, of the race. You know the oldest before that? The, I don't know. But first 40-year-old probably? Well, and for Kiplagat, her career is nuts. Like the amount of wins, like like if you pull up Edna Kiplagat's bio, it's just crazy in terms of her longevity in the sport. So you're just imagining what that race would have been like if she were to have won that race. It would have been a much bigger moment. Though. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a huge moment because it would have been someone who's just been around forever once again somehow pulling off another crazy marathon performance. So we'll keep that – We'll keep uh, an eye on the story, I guess, moving forward. Because, again, there's still an appeals process here. We're not even through the appeals process. You thought the year took a while? <laughs> you thought this part took a yeah. long time? Like, we're on to uh, – this th This could drag on for, for much longer. Can I ask uh, just a 
a personal question or just like a friend question. Yeah, yeah. Just someone who's been – how long have you been following the sport? 10 years? Um, well, I started doing a podcast about it in 2010. So, so 12 13, 12 – yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I was paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say a joke about the 10 years thing. Okay, I'd say from 2002 I really started paying attention. So I'm over two decades. How many doping news articles have you read in your lifetime? Oh, man. 50, 60. Are you getting numb to it? Well, I get more cautious about them. I'll say that. I remember in the beginning there were some cases. I'm not going to name the names of the people. And I was like, that's a career ender. And then six months later they'd be running. (laughs) You're just like, they're never coming back from this one. Yeah. Like I've been wrong about it so many times. So now – my that caution is what I think about first. Like we just don't know everything. Let's like wait and figure it out. I know people who are inclined to believe like conspiracy theories about stuff would be like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. There's more stuff going on. But with a lot of these cases, it is just like you need to kind of wait and see yeah. actually what it is. So, I'm just going to be – I've been getting numb to it because it, it just – Well, there were so many big ones in the beginning – not the beginning of – track <laughs> but i'm saying like tyson gay yeah. like yeah Asafa powell like johan blake had a positive right and then you you move on to to some of the other ones it's just like rita jeptu after like dominating the roads for a while shelby Houlihan. yeah each one is Kip saying a little bit different well yeah and then we had the run of whereabouts and coleman and all that stuff and i'm leaving people out but yeah, for a while it kind of comes in waves though, because for, for a while there it was there's like a ton of like six month stuff for stimulants. Then it then it got a little bit bigger. Then there was like the leak era where everything was getting leaked, right? Yeah. And then there was the era of whereabouts, which I believe we're still in, and now we're into this next one. So eras we have now eras of <laughs> doping situations. That's funny. Yeah, Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, other marathon news that we got after that. I'm not going to go too long on this one, but New York City. Announced Kira D'Amato is in. This will be her fourth fourth marathon of 2022. D'Amato ran Houston, where she broke the American record. She ran uh, World Championships. She what? ran Berlin, and then now she'll run in New York City. Was, so she's gonna have a July, September, November. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it's about. Yeah, because Houston was way that's back far. at the beginning of the year. But you're right, four over the span of four months, or three in the span of four months. I mean, do you think it's? Uh... We see Sarah Hall do this, right? Where she yeah. ran a bunch of marathons in the fall season. We've just kind of accepted that you do spring, fall, spring, fall. Like you do two marathons, maybe three. Yeah. If you're feeling it. Do you think maybe the that mentality, that coaching philosophy of like you have that you have that training block, you build up for it, and then you start it up again. You only can really get two good efforts per year. Yeah. Is that a hundred percent like science and like yes no yeah. matter like oh yeah the, the best way to peak is only two times and no one it's we've we've learned that anything more or anything less like it's only i i get it you got to build up to it and that takes time and mm-hmm. 26 miles is a lot of effort on your body but i'm hoping maybe this could be potentially a new era where we're not limiting the athletes to say like you only mm-hmm. can be peak performance twice a year that yeah. maybe you can be peak performance three to four times a year that'd be great because you want to see these athletes exactly. more and you want to see them in big time races. racing each other more yeah not just in a tune-up race for a half marathon yeah 
I think it's different for different people though. Some people can handle it and some people can't. And some people find a sweet spot. Hall's obviously found it. Yuki Kauchi, I mean, that's yeah. an extreme where he's running a marathon every month basically. But you know, he was pretty damn good, right? Like he got a Boston Marathon win. He's run some fast times. So I think it's just, it's going to be different for different people. There's also a financial component that comes in here of, okay, well, why not run more if I'm going to get paid more to run? You got to do some math in your head though and figure out, okay, how well am I going to compete? Does the money, you know, does it, does it pay for me to do more more. marathons and perhaps finish worse Worse. than do fewer marathons and, and finish higher up? But I'm, I'm sure that factors in a bit too. But yeah, imagine the world where like right now or the past five, six years, we're seeing Kipchoge three times a year. Now, maybe he'd be a guy who'd say two works for me. Obviously, that's been borne out to be very true that he has it going on. Or right now on the women's side of things with how much talent there is in the women's marathon, it'd be cool to have three seasons. Like we think of it as just two seasons. And I yeah. know you got Dubai sitting out there at one extreme, yeah. Valencia and the other one, but it would be cool if they were grouped more into – Three seasons, yeah. yeah. Four, I get it. It's a lot. And we you know, have the summer. It's kind of tough to do marathons in the summer in a lot of parts of the world. So, But having three seasons spread out would be cool, I think. Yeah. And Just I, as a fan. And make them race each other more often. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this women's international field right now. Yeah, exactly. How great would it be to see all of them in the same race at the same time? Exactly. You want to take advantage of that. Yeah. Because you don't know how long it's going to last. So New York City Marathon – Kiritamato's in. We should mention Perez Chip. is out. She's one of the big names in women's marathoning right now. She she's scratching the race, and so did American Elkanah Kabet, who's going to be said uh, on assignment for for the army, so he's not going to be able to compete. So one of the big names on the international side is out in Perez Chip Chirchir for the women. So we'll see we'll see how that race goes. I mean, there's a lot of good American women in that field now. Demato just adds that list. They should uh, they should make a good run at the podium. All right, next topic. Look at this. We're, cru- we're breezing through this. Are we going too I'm, fast? No, we gotta go as fast as possible because I do have news about the Nuttycomb Invitational. I already know what it is. You do? We're talking about in the chat. So oh, see the chat. The chat's there. Wants to hear about Nuttycomb, but they don't want to hear it in the middle of. Okay, do you want to do the women's race? You want to do, do the women's race? race? Okay, we'll take a. We'll, t- we'll take a intermission. Intermission. The Nutty Comb intermission presented by no one. <laughs> See what they do? Go ahead. Uh, so let's bring up the Nutty Comb results. We had a tie. Wow. NC State, New Mexico, 80 points each. Tie was broken, though, by head to head. NC State had a better one, two, and four stick. New Mexico had a better three and five stick. So tiebreaker, three versus two. Mm-hmm. NC State gets the win, but. This is impressive for New Mexico yeah. to basically tie a team that we I look at as on paper potentially one of the best ever, and New Mexico literally went runner for runner with them. It it's I did not expect this result. This is probably the last result I expected because one ties are really rare and they're really cool to see the breakdown. But you look at this, New Mexico may have a fighter's chance to upset NC State a month from now. Caitlin Tui did her thing, got the win. Kelsey Camille yeah. came in. She didn't run at Notre Dame. Clearly, she's healthy. Number two runner here. Elise Stearns, sophomore for Northern Arizona, great run for her, gets third in this race. Northern Arizona getting third in this race. 
as a team also is very impressive. Northern Arizona women, this might be their, their chance to get on the podium. Uh, but yeah, breaking down um, NC State versus New Mexico, NC State goes 1, 2, 18, 23, 36. But then you see that depth. Sixth place is 45. 7th place is 48. It's very impressive. New Mexico, 8, 9, 12, 25, 26. Sixth place is 42. Good depth. And then their 7th runner, 77. Kevin, instant reaction to seeing New Mexico tie, lose on tiebreaker to NC State. Well, if you had told me Tui and Camille were going to go 1-2, I had told you been a route. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen Camille yet this year. And I said, all right, if there's any sort of question marks about this team, it's like we just don't know what Camille has. Clearly, she's she's great. I'm looking through here. So top five for NC State, Tui, Camille, Bush, Seymour, Moreno. Is that about right, what you expected? Yeah. Their top five to be. And then they had Howlett and Corso brooke robber in there um looks like seymour lost 17 points in the final 2k, 2K so that's something that you all right you just kind of correct that maybe she went out a little bit overhead or maybe there was some sort of issue out there um when you see big drops like that you're like all right well that's something that can be rectified or fixed but then you go to the new mexico side and they did exactly what we thought they were gonna do right i mean deshaun larkin mazadowney thorner and heckle and they just, I mean, they were solid. I mean, look they at this gap. 12-second spread. That's what I was going to say. 12-second spread, that, that's going to put you in good position in a lot uh, of races. Huge gap then back to third. Um, I mean, I don't want to go into this again, but the tiebreaker should be six-runner. Just for the record, it shouldn't be rehashing the one Oh, five so if it's six-runner, you think New Mexico yeah, should? Yeah. New I mean, Mexico is the real winner of the 2022 <laughs> Nutty Invitational? Put that on a headline. I just think that's the whole point of having a six-runner is – you, they're the tiebreaker. Like, don't. Re- That's not the whole point of the sixth runner. Yes, it is. According and to and they, pu- they push. They push. They make everybody else's score higher. But who decided? And that- the tiebreaker. Where is this written down? The gods of cross country. Gods of cross country. It makes so much more sense than to. I, I don't want to. This is again. I reruns. think you're praying to a false idol here, man. No, no, no. The no. god of my cross country. In high school, that's how you did it? You didn't recount Wait, so your high school five. is the baseline for how we do collegiate cross-country? perfect the way it was. So we're going to listen to a bunch of like... Should they go to overtime? Has-been in... gym teachers hey, and the way they whoa, came up whoa, whoa, with whoa, the cross-country <laughs> rules. Be like, that's what we need to do. You like it that That's way? what the best in the country need to go You like of? recounting it? Like they should recount the, who won the most quarters in an NBA basketball game instead it's of not, playing overtime? No, it yeah, makes it, it head-to-head. It's, it's recounting like, it. No, it's not it's recounting it. Yes, it is. These those, were the two best teams. No, it's, hold on. Let, hear me those out. two things. Hear me out. Hear me out. The, they got to eighty points. Hear me the, out. The same way. You don't recount. No, no, hear me the out. Eighty points, and then say this is a tiebreaker. No, it's just re arbitrarily repackaging. No, it's not. It's a tiebreaker. You should go to the next run. No, no, no. Hold, hear me out. Yeah, you're wrong. They tied, right? So you're like, all right, who's the better team between the two? What would happen if just these two teams were on the course? NC State would have won. That's the That's not is. how the sport works, though. There's more than one but team like, on the head court. Head to head, no. In a race between 14 people, seven NC State runners and seven New Mexico runners, if they that's, were the only ones on the course, that's not what they ran. The though. team that would have the lower score would be NC State. That's, that's a, how the tiebreaker works. No, yeah, that's a strange way to do it. You already got, you already used those runners to get to 80 points. You don't reuse them again to then figure out who won. It's a tiebreaker. A tiebreaker. What does chat say? Chat. Should a tiebreaker be six runner or should it be the way it should be? Okay. Which is head to head. Joseph agrees with me, but Bill brings up a good point. No Starlipper for NC State. She was not in there on the race. So that could have changed. The thing with NC State, though, they're all so close together. Yeah. They're they, it's going to be very tough to figure out 
who you're actually going to run by the end of the season. So, yeah. I mean, credit again, credit to New Mexico. They ran a heck of a race. I think it's because uh, you look at the gap between them and third place. To me, this is a lot of what New Mexico did well, not necessarily what yeah. NC State did poorly. I mean, I think NC State could have run up a little higher, like with three and four. But New Mexico, a 12-second gap with your first runner getting eighth place in this race. Again, this is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, and so basically, there are two teams that I think can compete with these two. Um, Oklahoma State and, a, and Alabama, maybe. Alabama ran at another meet. Uh, their fifth runner didn't run as well as, they, as she did at Notre Dame. They won because they were racing nobody. Uh, but Alabama still, though, has a really good one, two, three punch. Alabama, in their meet today, their number three runner was Mercy Chilanga. Yeah. So when your number three runner is Mercy freaking Chilanga, NCAA champion, preseason number one, that's your third runner? Yeah. That's a good team. So Alabama has a chance to maybe screw things up here and find a way to get the win. But right now it's NC State one, New Mexico to Oklahoma State in that mix. But no Starlipper definitely makes more sense now. That yeah, NC State. Well, that's why I asked you, was that everybody? And you said, yeah. Well, you lied to me. I didn't lie. I just rushed to judgment. You should have done that. Listen, I think if Camille keeps running this well, I think they're going to be the favorite. Yeah, because they have basically two of the best women, and they're both names start with the letter K. Well, you're just going to get – because look, you know, New Mexico – well, I guess they're – New Mexico New doesn't have a number one. New Mexico 6 was – 42, but just like NC State, their last runner was 48th. I mean, yeah, but That's, like Caitlin Tui beat uh, New Mexico's number one runner by, what, 20 seconds? Right, but then she only gets seven fewer points. There's some inefficiencies there. Which is why, should we now have a discussion, should cross-country be scored by time and not by place? Well, that's the other tiebreaker that I wouldn't mind. If you want to go average time of the top five or something like that, or top seven, like I'd take that over rescoring. Okay, average time was 20.05 for NC State for New Mexico's 2011. 20.05 to 2011? Yeah. Yeah, well, 2.19.44. All right. Good meet. That was good. Surprising meet, right? Tie. You didn't You didn't see a tie, did you? I will say, previewing the men's AK, uh, Colin Salmon's running. Yeah, so, we, we had the tweet. Thanks. Well, the people on the podcast don't know. They all follow you, at Gordon Mack. At Gordon Mack. I got a couple of Instagram followers when you when you promoted my Instagram. I don't I remember that. when I promoted Instagram. The dunk, when I did the dunk. Oh, okay. I can promote all the places you're at online. Do you want me to do that? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Just just Instagram. All right. Um, let's get it. We got two more topics that I want to get to before we go to the Nettycomb men's, men's results. Yeah. And these are fun topics. So, uh, our friend Nick Sicardi, NBC Olympics, posts this morning. Sydney McLaughlin-Navron said she wants to run the 400. See the headline there. She wants to expand to the flat 400. Two big quotes from this article that stood out pretty, to me. Pretty big quotes. Yeah. First one from Sydney. I don't think we're going to give up the 400 hurdles just yet, but we definitely want to expand to the 400 flat and just see what's possible there. Okay. That's in and of itself interesting. Don't want to give up on the 400 hurdles just yet. Just yet. Okay. But the second quote in the article, I think, is the one that's even more revelatory. That world record, she's talking about the points are flat, 47.6, has stood for so long and no one's even come close to it, she said. 
So we definitely want to be able to try that and see what we can do there as well. That to me changes the story a bit here. Cause it's not just about, I'm gonna dabble and do the double, get the win and move on. She's thinking about the oldest sprint record on the books. Is it the oldest? The oldest sprint record on the books of Marita Koch. That thing is 37 years old. And it is so far and away faster than every other time in history, certainly from the, the, the current era. Because you got that all-time 400 list, 47.6. Yeah, it's older than Flojo. Yeah, 37 years old. Krashlikova, 47.99. Then Nasser, 48.14. So this era, we've only seen, Nasser suspended, by the way, we've only seen 48.14. And she's talking about giving a run at 47.6. That, to me, stood out. And that, I was just like, yes. I was fist pumping as I read this article. Do you think she's thinking about that for 2024 or for 2023? So my thought process before was that she's going to not double in 2023. She's going to double in 24. 24, she would not have to race multiple days. 23, there's that one day where it's semis and first round. So it wouldn't be hard for her, but it would be a little bit more inconvenient. But 24... There's a glide path to do it. And it's the Olympic stage. It's bigger. So I think next year we see 400 and then she goes back to the four hurdles in combination with the 424. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe she has a four hurdle. She has a double next year. And then 2024 is all about like the pursuit of 4760. Just the fact that we're talking about it is crazy. It's not that crazy. In the same way we were not thinking Flojo's marks would be touched. 250 seconds in a 400 flat. I mean, 400 hurdle. Yeah. Okay. As I say, what? Yeah, yeah. So like she is clearly. No, but I'm saying two years ago. Insanely. Oh, two years ago, it would have been crazy. But yeah. when you run 50-68 in the 400 hurdles, saying I want to try to run 47-6 is not crazy. That's not crazy. She. It's, it's still. A, it's not it, a reach. I don't oh, think it's I a think reach. It's, I think it's definitely a reach. I it's, think. It's not a reach. Sub for someone who run 50-68 with 10 barriers in her way it's still a reach but i think she can do it because i'm just not going to count her out and when bobby kirstie says stuff like this I, i'm like I, I take they have enough credibility in my eyes you think, I think it's a reach what's the definition of a reach it's a freaking 37 year old world record of course it's a reach but if there's anybody who can do it it's her i just think it's awesome that that's where she's putting her sights it could have just been i'm gonna try to get two gold medals and then what would that require 49 flat. Yeah, no. 48.8 tops. She's talking about 47.6. That's just so far beyond. Like that race when NASA ran 48.1 in Doha and Miller wasn't that far behind was insane. And that's a half a second back of the world record. Now we know why Sean and Miller Weibo is like, peace, 400. <laughs> I'm out. Well, <laughs> and it made it made sense like from from like a competition perspective for then City to go there. Okay, I'm gonna. It would be great to watch them run against each other. But if your goal is just accumulate as many gold medals as possible, okay, yeah, do do the double now. It's all good. But she's talking world record. We're gonna see the 400 again. Her PB is the most outdated PB of all PBs. Not just in elite track, in any track. If you're at home and you have a more out of date PB, I want to hear about it. Email the show. But Sydney's PB is not even under. What is it? What's her former PB? I think it's 450 something. Yeah. 
Maybe she's burned 49. I don't know. I mean, it's just crazy, right? So yeah, it's 50. 50 points, 07. From 2018. 2018. And four she, years ago. She, she's barely running Well, I mean, runners. we've always known the best 400-meter the best 400 meter runners was not running the 400 meters. It was Sydney and blah, blah, blah. You know? They yeah, just, I mean, she's still got to go and do it. She's still got to do I it. I don't think it's a reach, man. All in the game says she has to comfortably beat Sonia's 48-7. U.S. record first in her first few 400 races for it not to be a reach. I think you're discounting how much distance there is between like 48 low and 47.6. 47.6. Do you know how much distance there is between 52 seconds and 50 seconds in a 400 hurdle? In two seconds, yeah. Yeah. She did that. Yeah. So, so I have seen no reason why she can't do the other thing. So Koch ran 10. It was a 10.8300 runner. And she ran 21.7 in the two. Just to give you an idea. We might some get some fun uh, Sydney 200s now. It's all on the table, right? It's she's all on the start table. doing that more because remember she started doing the hundred hurdles a lot. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna get two hundred Sydney. This that's is... gonna be fun. Two hundred Sydney going up against you know yeah. Abby Steiner and Gabby Thomas and all the other great Americans. That's gonna be fun to watch. This is legacy mode Sydney, and she's still so young, but she's like already shifting in to legacy mode. And this is why the greats are great is because they're able to shift at an early point in their career when they can still make a huge impact in that event and still make history in that event. It's not, oh, she's done two Olympics or three Olympics and she's going to mix it up for the cycle. Yeah. And then you're wondering, well, what if she went to it earlier? No, she's going to it when she's still very much in her prime and she's not just focused on getting wins. She wants, she wants it all, which I don't know about you, but I didn't assume that's where her focus was going to be at. What do you think it was going to be at? I thought it was just get some medals, collect some medals, keep it moving. She's got, you know, she's going down in history as the greatest Formula hurdler in history. She's been doing this track thing for a while. So were these quotes uh, Sydney quotes or, or coaches quotes? Sydney quotes. What do you think about the way she refers to her career and her goals as a we, we and yeah. not I? Yeah. Because she says – we're going to give up on the we're not we're not going to give up on the hurdles just yet, but we definitely want to expand to the four hundred. You know, we, you know, want to go after the world record. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think? It, not all athletes do that. You know, right. Some athletes who answer this question, yeah, I want I to. want to you know give up on the four hundred meter hurdles not just yet. I want to go for the world record, but she does a good job at considering her. I mean, she's like basically a car. She's like a, an engine, a well-kept <laughs> machine. And like it's even though she's the one doing all the work and she's the one with the brain and moving the muscles, yeah. she gives credit to like the driver or her trainers and yeah. her coach. So that was kind of interesting. Well, this article says Kersey told Otto before the world champs that she's going to venture in the 400 and go after the world record. I guess I must have missed that. I mean, pre-world championships, there's yeah. a lot of news flying around there. But now, at this point, it's going to garner – a lot of attention so listen if you're a fan of her or if you're a fan just of the sport and you want to see her race more which is a lot of people you have to just be celebrating this as an opportunity to see all-time great move into another event where there's a reasonable expectation that they're going to go really fast because foreign foreign hurdles are there's a lot similar. of high school boys out there who are going to be like i thought i was good 40 so the the relay split was 47 9 is that right 
That's true. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of high school boys aren't doing that either. For, yeah. 47. Well, col- college kids are going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> 47. I, won, I won my conference with my 48-9. I mean, think, about, Sydney's out here under think about what you're saying. When I was saying it's, it's not a sure thing, her split was 47-9. So she's got to run more than three-tenths faster in an open 400. It's not that hard. It's very hard to do that. Not when you weren't trying ever. Like it shows that she's in the range. It shows that her body knows what it's like to have a forty-seven. What's Michael Norman's four by four PB? I know you it's know fast. this. Oh, I, it's fast. Oh, God, I can't remember. It's quick. It's forty-three oh two, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he hasn't run that time in an open race, and that was back when he was in college. I'm just saying. I think. This is awesome that she's going for it. And again, if it was basically Sydney or Kipchoge, and get Mondo too, I'll throw him in there. Can they can project anything? Like yeah. I'm going to be on the moon in three hours. All right, all right. I'll see you there. I'll watch the webcast. But I think getting under 48 would be just a mammoth accomplishment in and of itself. That record is so. Far I don't know. There. I just all these words of reach and mammoth and like incredible. They I just, got more synonyms. They, they, I just don't agree with that because we already saw it. We saw the mammoth. We saw the reach. We saw the incredible with her 400 hurdle performance. So I have no reason to think that it's not going to translate to the same event with 10 hurdles. Missing. No, dude. And that's a totally fair argument. And that's why I give yeah. her a shot. I, I, but with that being said and with that knowledge, I still say it's a reach because so much has to go. Go right. So your idea, your thinking is, well, she hasn't really ever focused on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Barely. I mean, clearly she hasn't. She, she's doing four by four splits once a year. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay. But still, that's a long Michael way. Norman was running four by four splits like 10 but, times in a season. Well, that's my point. Oh, I guess you're saying her, she would get an even faster four yeah. by four split if she ran it more. Yeah, but it's world championships. I think that's a good barometer of where she's at right now is a 47.9 in a relay, which would mean she'd be, I don't have a chart in front of me what 48 48 mid easily ish somewhere around there so she's got to drop almost a second i want to watch i'm excited all right next topic men's athlete of the year nominee is released we almost got them all right here's the 10 we'll throw them up there colt gotta love the graphic gordon like the reef it's like christmas graphic it's just an incredible graphic. If they Crit- put like red and green like lights on that thing. Look at Kipchoge's face on that graphic. That's a good face. Who has, uh, let's do face rankings. Okay. Who has the best face? So Dos Santos. Kipchoge's number one. Yeah. Dos Santos is cool with his hand to his ear. I like that. Jakob, that, that's not going to cut no, it. No, that's a just normal. Nine or a ten. I mean, Lyles. Lyles like, looks like he's he up. He kind of earned that yeah. spot right there, putting his hand out at the bottom. Mondo's is good. The hair is in full flow. Uh, I like Bacale. El Bacale. Clapping. Yeah. Grants is fine. Nothing spectacular. Pachardo is okay. I, I give number one to Kipchoge. Yeah. This. All right. So here's the number. Dos nom- Santos is good, though. I like Dos Santos. It fits in really well. Yeah. Again, if Gordon's a big fan, if you did that graphic at World Athletics, good job. Uh, send him a message at Gordon Mack. Yes. All like right. My Instagram. Christian Che. Allison Dos Santos, Mano Duplantis, Sofian Albacali, Grant Holloway, Jakob Ingerbritsen, Iliad Kipchoge, Noah Lyles, Anderson Peters, and Pedro Pachardo. All right. Two questions on this. One, who are your top five? We talked about this yesterday off camera or two days ago off camera, and we disagreed. 
I think it's an easy top five. I don't think it's easy. I think it's the easiest five you can come up I with. I think it's the hardest five you could come up it's with. It's actually – you know what, though? When I looked at Christian Che's record, he could make an argument for five. But I had four before Kipchoge, and those four were – Okay, hold on. All right, let's first get – we both have Kipchoge. We both have Dos Santos. Yes. We both have Mondo. Yes. Lyles. We both have Lyles. Yeah. And then I have Jakob. Okay. But I'm Jakob I don't have Jakob. Jakob and Christian Che are, are I don't Christian. have Jakob or Christian Che. Yeah, you have Grant Holloway, right? I have Grant Holloway. Because you know what Grant Holloway did? He pulled off the trifecta. Yes. Which you are big on. Indoor world champion, outdoor world champion, and Diamond League. So eleven and three. I have him higher than I thought. I have him seven. I put him ahead of El Bacali because El Bacali only had five races. And I know the steeple's hard, but I need more than five. Five and oh, that's great. But I hey, need why do you have Jakob Ingebrigtsen over Grant Holloway? So he's three and zero in the five k, six and two in the fifteen slash mile. So he's nine and two, right? Nine and two, eleven and three. It's that's it's, pretty similar. It's yeah, it's it's close ish. I mean, this is where it becomes sort of unfair. He just had that he had the opportunity to get a gold and a silver at Worlds where Grant didn't. I think so here's the thing though, Jakob no world got lead. second in the indoor fifteen hundred as well. Right. Well, that was one of his losses. His two losses were at world championships in the fifteen and five. No world lead for Grant either. Again, but see, he could have shut it down post worlds. No world lead for Ingebrigtsen either. Not in the fifteen. Is a world lead in the fifteen? Let's pull that up. He might. Yeah, man, you're barely. Gonna, you're gonna feel, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count if you barely get a world lead because, as we know track there's just huge gaps between the top people you're gonna be so mad. i don't know i just think that grant won grant your guy grant had the three races he needed to win he went three and oh Jakob three twenty nine. had four races he wanted to win and he went two and two well they both got two wins that's how i read it no three and oh versus two and two three and Jakob wanted to win indoor 15 Outdoor 15, Outdoor 5K, Diamond League 15. He won two of those races. He went two and two. Wait, what? He ran He ran four championship, international, everyone in the world championship style races. Indoor 1500, Outdoor 1500, Outdoor 5K, Diamond League 15. Gosh, okay, you're putting the Diamond League two on, two. on the pedestal of... Yes, okay. I'm putting Diamond League on the pedestal. Yeah. Went two and two. Yeah. Grant Holloway had three races. Indoor, outdoor, Diamond League. He went 3-0. 3-0 is better than 2-2, two and two, which is why Grant Holloway should be in your top five. It's math. I mean, that's the argument that one would make if they're trying to make it for Grant Holloway. I would just be more concerned that he picked up a lot of regular season L's. Three. Um, yeah. And So wait, hold on. Oh, so you're saying regular season, three regular season regu- L's regular- is more a negative than two championship L's that Ingebrigtsen has? I think he is... It's tough, though, yeah? Because, I mean, he did lose in the 15... I just feel like if I'm betting right now, Grant versus the 1500 field, this is the same thing we talked about with Fraser Price versus Kip Yegon, who would you pick? And I was I was on the other side of that argument. Yeah. But right now, I think Jakob is better relative... It's weird because he lost to Whiteman. Yeah. But I th- I would put him as a bigger favorite than Grant would be over the field. Yeah, I think they're going to probably put Jakob because I think 
they're going to not want to have too much uh, sprint. But I mean, it, but it should be Grant. If you just look at Jakob three and zero in the in the five k this year, one for one in the races he wanted to win using your metric, it's pretty good. No, it's he 100%. wanted no. He's not a five k runner. He's a five k fifteen hundred meter. Well, you got to. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Whereas Grant is a sixty hurdle, one ten hurdle. <laughs> well, he doesn't get to do both at the World Champs. Here's um. Here's my order because the other one we want to talk about Mondo versus. Okay, so you, who, so, so you have Jakob and I have Grant. Yeah, so I go three. I'll go three through ten for you, and then we can talk about one and two. Three is Lyles. Four, I have Dos Santos. Agree. Five, I have Jakob. Disagree. Six, I have Christian Che. 19 and two, world champion, um, and had some all-time marks this year in an event where there's a lot of marks there from decades past, but he wasn't the world leader. Like Grant wasn't the world leader. But I have Grant seven, ahead of Albacali eight. Anderson Peters, I have nine. Pachardo, ten. Pachardo didn't have a winning record this year in the triple. He was four and five. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Yeah, four and five. He had the world lead, was the Euro champ, world champ, outdoors. So who didn't get nominated? We talked about Kovacs, Krause, were they going to nominate them both? They just didn't neither. Yeah, they canceled they just, each other out. They just totally skipped them, which I think is kind of crazy because I guess if you picked one, then you'd have to argue the other. I still think you'd pick... You pick Krauser, he's nine and three overall, um, including indoors. And he was four and two versus Kovacs. I know Kovacs got him there at the end, but Krauser got the world championships gold outdoors. He got the silver indoors. And then I thought, I mean, I think Norman would, I thought Norman was kind of fringe. He only ran five races in the in five finals in the 400, 43, 56, and then you ran 1970, and then a 200 too in 1976. So I thought he might get in there ahead of Holloway, but he didn't. Okay, so top two. You're, who would you get the? Let me try that again. Who's the winner? Mondo or Kipchoge? You go first. <laughs> so I didn't think Kipchoge was going to break the world record. But he did. So he, he makes it, it way harder. Yeah, well, it, thanks for nothing. You got to live in this world where he breaks the world record. Thanks for nothing, Elliot. He's got two of them. Comparing a marathoner to a pole vaulter is even harder than comparing a pole vaulter to a 100-meter runner or a 400-meter runner yeah. or a triple jumper because we don't have things like Diamond League. We don't have things like the you know, World Indoor Championships or whatever. I think I would still stick with Mondo. And I think, in a way, Kipchoge gets hurt by the fact that he's run under two hours already and he's run faster than that time on two separate occasions. And let's be honest... I think they're going to give it to Mondo multiple times, breaking the world record, both indoor and out. I guess the, the one thing is he was 19-1. and one, He had a loss. If he gets to 20-0, and 0, it's, it's it's an even stronger case. Both these guys have won it before. But I – actually, you know what? I think they might give it to Kipchoge because then they might be saying Mondo will be able to get back again. And for Kipchoge, this might be the – Last time, although, how is he ever going to lose? Here's the thing, though. Neither of them are ever going to lose. When you don't give someone the the Athlete of the Year award because you think, oh, they'll just get it next year. Yeah. They're so young. Yeah. You know who did that? I know. Jezrek in the Bowerman. He should have gotten it at least never a sophomore heard, or junior year. And they're like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll give it to him senior year. And then he's hurt. And then it's like, so they should not just say, hey, Mondo, you're going to be around for a while. You can get it eventually. Yeah. Kipchoge's at the end. Has Kipchoge ever won Athlete of the Year? Twice. 
So the Mondo's run, run it once. So it's and again, it's hard to. You're telling me Kipchoge couldn't do it next year. Of course, he could do it again next year. There's no, no but I don't think he's gonna. He could take a second off his world record and then. I th- I think they're gonna give it to Mondo. I want them to give it to Kipchoge. That's yeah. my take. Okay. Because Mondo did it. He broke the world record multiple times. He has like. Boom, 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 boom. He's like, I have a centimeter here, another centimeter, another centimeter. And it was just, he broke the world record at the world yeah. championships. And Kipchoge, at the end of the day, like, you're just running twice. And, like, yes, it's a world record, <laughs> but, like, they, he doesn't, it's just like, okay, you won Tokyo and Berlin. Yeah. I guess the argument, though, is the gap between him and everybody else. Like, do you think it's bigger for him, or do you think it's bigger than for Mondo? Oh, Mondo to number two pole vaulter and Kipchoge to number two marathoner? Yeah. It's... Because mm, it's, both events, theoretically, should have a lot of parity in them. Right? Pole vault, you see upsets all the time. Crazy stuff happens. Marathoning. I think the gap is bigger between Kipchoge... I think, no, I think the gap is bigger... Gap is bigger between Mondo and number two. Hmm. But... The way the pole vault is, the odds of Mondo falling to number two is a lot more common than Kipchoge falling to number two in the marathon. I'd say the gap is bigger for Mondo, but the odds of Mondo having a bad day well, right. are higher. He's competing more. Well, and it's interesting. And it's like, Kipchoge. you know, the wind and like you just have one bad attempt and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, crap. You know. What's Kipchoge at? About 19 marathons yeah. career and he's lost two of them. So it's. Kind of similar to yeah. one season of the pole vault. Like you're eventually going to lose one of them. Yeah, I think the gap is is pretty similar. You're right that they're they're more susceptible, perhaps in the pole vault. But we forget. Look at the women's side of things. How much parity there is, and look at pre Kipchoge. How hard was it to string together a win streak like that? It's it's pretty difficult. And I just think it's it's tough because all right, let's compare them to history. Both of them are absolute legends. Yeah, right? but both of them are we're going to be talking about for. 50 years so that's hard. we're doing this podcast for 50 years yeah yeah i had to fill in a thing where do you see yourself in five years yesterday i, ch- I put a zero at the end of it so 50 years let's get real about this i want to i want commitment Give me 50 so final final thought here if you had a vote which you don't how would you vote I don't have a vote um i would vote i think i would vote mondo I think I, I, I think it's yeah. I think it would vote Mondo. I've talked myself around in circle. I just wasn't planning on him breaking the world record. Yeah, I think I would stick with Mondo. There should. It's a different category. It's like I said. It's very hard when they're only competing <laughs> twice versus. But Mondo consistently getting it done, I think is uh is the reason why I'd give him the edge. But he's he's the clear too. All right, we got eleven minutes left. In the show, has the men's race finished from Nutty Comb, or do we need to do They're some questions? Sixteen hundred meters away. Okay, so questions in the chat. So they're a mile them. ago. Uh, we'll answer a couple if we have some time. Uh, well, we should say. Speaking of Kipchoge, go to our YouTube channel, the main channel. Mm. Uh, there's a cool little feature on. They call him Bottle Claws, uh, the man who was giving out all the bottles to uh, Kipchoge. They have a kind of cool relationship. Chogi knows the guy, and they, you should kind of see a behind-the-scenes of them meeting at the airport, him mm-hmm. preparing for being able to drop off the <laughs> water bottles. This is him. He's you fired know, up. 
practicing with him in the car, saying goodbye to him. So pretty cool. Uh, check it out. It's like 10 minutes. It's, it's fun. It's kind of been a viral hit ever since people see his excitement to uh, being Kipchoge's water he's a bottle guy. He's a bottle guy. He's Yeah, he's more than just a water guy. He's a bottle guy. Yeah. What so, a star turn for Klaus. Look at that. Look at him. He's got yeah. the name. Like he really, he really seized on this. He did. He could have just handed the bottle to him and he would have been anonymous. But he decided to take it to another level with these celebrations. And it was an absolutely genius move. Because then you have someone who matches the brilliance of Kipchoge. Like that's just, to me, that's just another argument for Kipchoge's greatness. He, he raises the game of everybody around him. Because if some dude's just out there like this, you could do that. But then they'd be like, okay, cool, man. You're handing it to the greatest marathoner of all time, one of the greatest athletes in history. Step up your game. Be professional. Put a little bit of sizzle into it. And that's what Klaus did. Didn't Klaus was a good relay guy? 100%. You'd never drop that thing. He's the guy, you know, when either third hands it to fourth or one hands it to two, sometimes in the curb, usually in the straightaways, right? You hand off the stick and then you see the guy yeah. behind him celebrating and then running behind him. And then sometimes they're only like 20, 30 meters behind. That was Klaus. Klaus probably on some occasions caught the person he handed it to. Like they had to tell him to back off, like slow down. You're passing the anchor leg. Here's my question. Yeah. When Klaus runs a marathon, who hands the bottle man yeah. a bottle? That is well, – It's Kip like who cuts a hairstylist's hair? So a great bit of content would be Kipchoge doing it for him. And he's like doing like full a, circle? Like a one-mile race on four laps or something? No. A full marathon? A marathon. And Kip, how cool would that be? That would be? actually be really cool. That would be awesome. That would be like the coolest thing ever. Like if he's meeting him at the airport and stuff, like this has Buddy Cop movie written all over yeah. it, doesn't it? I want to. I need to go back and read like the original assignment. Was he their best guy? And they said, "All right, you get Klaus." Do you, who like who chose who? That's a ton of pressure. Did Kipchoge choose Klaus, or did Klaus choose Kipchoge? Yeah, who's better at what they do? Ooh, that's a good one too. What, we talked about the gap between Mondo. And the rest of pole vaulters and keep choking. There's some marathoners. What about Klaus and the rest of the bottle guys? I've seen some failed. I mean, yeah, it's hard. There was the. It's a lot of pressure. There was the hat guy for. Was was it Salzar giving out the hats to Rupp? Yeah, the like with the water on them and stuff. That was. I mean, not to bring up. You know. Yeah, I yeah. didn't mean to do that, but you know, it's like there hasn't really been many people who've gotten recognized. Yeah. Which is, the assistance yeah. for assisting the the marathon. Um, All in the game says couldn't find an official source, but thoughts on a thing mo possibly switching. To, possibly now it's possible. Oh, it's possible? Uh, switching to Bobby Kersey and how it affects her and also Sydney if they both plan to run the four hundred. Well, you'd have a pretty good training partner. They both would have. That'd be a fun workout to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Kersey. I mean, how many? He's been around so long. I'm sure he's worked with. I mean. You know, Jackie Joyner Kersey did the 800, obviously, as part of the heptathlon. So he's covered all the events. It would be interesting. I mean, I know in general Nike Nike wants their athletes to be eventually, like, go to, like, pro coaches and pro groups. Yeah. And I'm just, Bobby Kersey has a great reputation in that world. Um, also, her agent is Wes Felix, right? Allison's sister. So Allison was with Bobby Kersey. I just a thing was great. I just don't think there's much that's gonna screw up a thing though. That's just my like 
it, it can make her better, absolutely. But I think she's on a – like if she decides she's going to coach herself tomorrow, I'd still be like, all right, go for it. If she does go to Bobby Kersey, Bobby Kersey's doing a good job of being like – I thought he didn't retire. Yeah, he's like, he saves like one last ride with Allison Felix. And he's just like, nope, nope we're going to run it back. Give yeah. me Sydney. Oh, nope, give me uh, – Give me all the me young, incredibly talented people. I mean it would require her to move, right? She's in Texas still and she'd have to move to L.A. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. So I, I, yeah, I need, I want to, I want a source. I want a source. I want an right. official word. All so right. we have we breaking results. news. Oh my goodness. BYU. Oh my goodness. Has won. Oh wait, nope. I changed my mind. Stanford oh, has beaten fine. BYU. All right, retract that. But start, Nor- that over but, <laughs> start that over. But Northern Arizona had a really bad day for what they're expected. So we're still waiting for Northern Arizona's fifth. Northern Arizona basically is going to finish only three points better than Air Force. Yeah. So Stanford wins with 54 points, BYU 89, Northern Arizona 146. Big story here. Obviously, we were all looking at NAU, what they do. Colin Salmon was their fifth runner, finishing 61st place. Uh, Santiago Prazer and Ryan Rath, two guys who are like fringe seven, eight guys, were their three and four runners. George Kusha, Theo Quacks, Brody Hasey all have really bad days. Finished 97, 108, 138. They were all, you know, they're vets. They've been around. They're juniors and seniors. They're on the back half of their roster right now. Yeah. So NAU, this we said this is an important race for them. Yeah. We said that this is the time that they threw in Theo, Brody, and Colin Salmon. And they became their fifth, seventh, and eighth runners. Uh, yeah, NAU, NAU is not the favorite. I mean, we they they weren't ranked number one going into this race, but I think this solidified that NAU isn't the NAU of last year. When yeah, you lose Abdi Hamid Nur, it's hard to replace that. Um, Colin Salmon isn't going to be able to replace Abdi Hamid Nur's low stick the way we thought potentially. Um, BYU. Staying formidable, but Stanford, man, now that they have their big three of Kai Robinson, Charles Hicks, and Cole Sprout, remember Kai Robinson did not run. Yeah. He wins this race. (laughs) Uh, They were 137, and then their fourth and fifth ran really well. Fourth, uh, their fifth, their fourth was Devin Hart, sophomore, finishing 13th place. And then their fifth was Makai Bowden Rousseau, senior, finishing. In 30th place. So what are your initial thoughts seeing Stanford get the win, BYU second, and then Northern Arizona a distant third? Yeah, so let's start with Stanford. 137 is legit. One through five. Well, 13 and 30. I guess the the concern there is the drop-off from five to six because it goes 30 to 101. So I don't know if there's someone else that are going to be able to bring off their bench to shore that up or come championship day, they're just crossing their fingers for – those five to deliver. I don't think they'll need to run this well to win, but they need to be around this level to get the win. But I think a top three like that, they're going to be hard to beat. It's pretty similar to what you had early on in the season. You had them, those three, yep. way up there. All in the top ten. And then you thought there'd be a, a drop to four and five, probably a bigger drop than what they had here. Although from Hart to uh, Bodo Rousseau is a pretty – that'll be a bigger gap when you get – 
a field of, of 255 at nationals. But I mean, I think Stanford now is the clear favorite. BYU, Noakes, Garnica, Troutner, Thompson, Thompson. So they didn't run Christian Allen. They didn't run Casey Klinger. Is that what I'm seeing here? Is that correct? Is that true? Yeah, I don't see Ooh. any of those on there. So, so maybe okay. We need to revise that. This is why so, you don't because do if you this is why we need you. So if you take away, I'm a pro. Gordon. But here's the thing: if you take a put in Christian Allen and Casey Klinger, that probably saves them. You know, say they get you know, tenth and eleventh, so that's twenty-one points versus forty-one points. So it's basically cutting twenty points off of their score. So they get down to around like sixty-nine. Even taking them into the account, Stanford still had a better run. Yeah, I still think, yes, Stanford deserves it. But when you don't run Allen or Klinger yeah. to your top five, you're probably feeling decent if you're BYU because yeah. you got— You're in the category with Stanford. Well, you had a nice pack here. Noakes, Garnica, Troutner, 15, yeah. 16, 17. And then 2021. 20, probably just all—they probably just packed it in. Yeah. I was, you know, if I, I'd have to go back and watch it. Well, they probably tape, ran as a pack and— you know, That's what I'm what, saying. That's what I mean, packed it and in. And were able to hold on. Yeah, yeah, not mailed it in. Packed it in is what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, but all five, yeah, in the top 21. All right, so then we go to NAU. So Nico Young, second. Drew Bosley, fifth. That's what we expected. Prosser, 33. Raff, 45. Salmon, 60. Kusha, Quax, and Hasty, 97, 108, 138. That's the concern. Yeah. It, it, is those three guys at the back because that should form the core, you know, three, four, five, or four, five, six. Salmon, again, this is a different level. This is a different task than, than doing what he did in high school. And there's an adjustment period. That's why I was in more reluctant than you to put him in the top 20 already. To me, there's sometimes races that are like, that goes so poorly that it's almost good news because you know there's not that bad. Yeah. Like if in a strange way, I'd almost feel... It's better to finish 200th than it is to finish like 80th. Right, because it's like clear. And, and if maybe one thing's off with one guy, like the recovery yeah. is off and then, okay. Had a side stitch, so, yeah, you know. training went went sideways. So, again, I don't think they're the favorite at this point, obviously. that They shouldn't be. But I'm almost more confident than it in them being able to rebound than if they scored 100 points, which I know is sort of counterintuitive. But I don't think Kusha, Quacks, and Hasey are going to run that poorly. Again, I, I don't think that's where they're at. Um, Salmon? I mean, that's... He like, wasn't a top freshman. Yeah, 60th, 60th place. I mean, again, this is just – you never know what's going to happen when you get into a cross-country race. We're going to go up another two kilometers when it comes time for yeah. NCAA championships too. So he uh, he was the second freshman. The top freshman was Isaiah Stewery of Notre Dame. Yeah. Who had Isaiah Stewery as a top freshman at Nuttycomb a year when Colin Salmon was in the class? Yeah. Like nobody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you – this is, it's a weird feel. I mean, you see someone like Brian Fay. He's like a 13-20 guy. He's finishing 34th. Aaron Benfeld finished 24th. He's a lot better yeah. than 24th. So, like, people have bad races, and it's, it's not always representative of what you do. But NAU I, think they, has a, I thought Colin Salmon would finish, like, 20th. NA, yeah, because you had him ranked 20th. Yeah. Again, but that's not – to me, that's not as surprising as what happened in – the six, seven, eight slot. Yeah, that's the bigger the, concern. That that's the concern because while they'll need Salmon to up his game, those three guys, at least two of those three, have to come through for them, right? Because you could see a top five 
of Nico Young, Drew Bosley, Hasty, Kusha, and Salmon. Like that's what you'd want your top five yeah. to look like with your maybe you know, put Ryan Raff in there too if you want. But like they just they can't have another race like this. I mean, this is the biggest test the dynasty's been under. Since, oh, yeah. since they were, yeah. This is the this is the this is the most di- you know disappointing result since this whole project started. Which it's crazy to say because they still got third. Yeah. In a, in a, in barely a, by four points. Yeah. Like, but but again, this is like a okay. Distant third too. Yeah. You combine that with the fact that because if if this was this kind of reminds me, but in the opposite direction of like four or five years ago, NAU would have been running and getting fifty four. And then Stanford would have been getting 145 and be like, man, what like happened to their like yeah. star freshman? They finished way back. It's kind of in reverse this year. One thing I like to look about this, my last point on this, is looking at insurance. Or it's just like where can where is there a failure, right? Stanford, you gotta be nervous that yeah. there's a big drop off from fifth to sixth. Yeah. Because if one person has a bad day, you're not winning. Right. NAU. You got to be concerned about their vets because well you got three you need three four and five to yeah, come through you need three guys to like yeah. get back in a month the odds of that not good Oklahoma State Alex Mayer mm-hmm. he's running on fire he got second in the 10k outdoors yeah right ran really well at Cowboy Jamboree Oklahoma State also isn't running everyone right now like Isai Rodriguez hasn't run yet a few other guys so Oklahoma State has this on paper. We probably are the best, but there's not like a known. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then BYU. They're deep. They're deep. Yeah. And I think when you really look at it, I think BYU has the least amount of scaries in my mind. <laughs> like there's a scary yeah. in Stanford because it's a drop off. There's a scary in Oklahoma State because they're not running consistently. Yeah. And there's been, you know, unknowns. There's scary in Northern Arizona because. Their big stars aren't performing right now. Yeah. The scaries for BYU? I don't know. So they, I don't really see any scaries. Well, they had a five. I think BYU might win. They had a five-man pack there. And then if you throw in Allen and Klinger, it becomes seven. So those five finish in the top 21. So if you have Allen and Klinger there, they – they which I – we can assume Allen and Klinger would be able to run with. Will be their group. top two, yeah. Right. So, so then they get their entire – they'd have their entire team – in the first 20, 20 some odd spots yeah, in this race. First 23 spots. They would have their top seven in the top 25 in this race. Yeah. Which, again, that's not going to guarantee you a victory, but no. it's going to put you in a real good also, spot. Also, Cree Thompson and Davin Thompson David. finishing. David Thompson. No, it's Davin. Dav- oh, sorry. Come My on, apologies. Bro. My apologies. Know your names. Are they- Creed and Davin. It's not Creed and David. It's Creed and Davin. I'm sorry. Uh, finished 20 and 21st. They finished 0.1 seconds. Well, they ran. Away. The, yeah, yeah. So the gap. No, but like, they're gap funny that the two brothers are like literally 0.1 seconds. So they were two and a half seconds. The gap was two and a half seconds. BYU's one through five. Yeah. They ran together, basically. Um, yeah, I'm looking farther down Notre Dame, Tulsa, Wisconsin, Colorado, Villanova. Yeah, Oregon, 368. Benfeld, Hussein, Stein, Scasso, Norman. I, yeah. Any notable people finish like really bad? I don't know, but that's an interesting question. There's always like one guy who's like, dude, you're a lot better than that. Um, There's got to be somebody. Leo Dashbach, 150. Ed Trippis, the guy who ran at Worlds, and he finished 196th 
at the Nutty Comb Invitational. Sometimes it's just not their day, and you got <laughs> crazy. You got, you got a guy's running in the World Championships in the steeplechase, yeah, and then he's finished 196. Yeah, you found it. He's running for Washington now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Transfer from Princeton. All right. Well, I think that's the show, right? Yeah, we'll talk more about. I'll update the rankings. Put in my new. Uh, oh man. The rating system. Once you update the rankings, then I can read this email that we got. It's gonna be good. You'll like it. Oh. Uh, it's the email based off of the next upcoming rankings. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I was gonna read it today, but you didn't do the thing that they're betting on yet. So I'm gonna wait till you do the rankings. That's kind of confusing, but thing they're betting on. The same guy and his buddies who bet on what your breaking news was made another bet about something relating to Nuttycomb slash the rankings. Okay. But if I say it now, then I'll. It's more about yeah. the rankings than about your analysis of Nuttycomb. So we need to wait till okay. the rankings come out, and then I will. I think I know what they're read, probably betting on. Read the email. It's 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 funny, but it's yeah, it's good. Um, I like how you're saying BYU is favored to win on the men's side when you sat in that same chair like two weeks ago and laughed at me when I said they should be number well, one. Well, so you thanks. should have been laughed at for having that take after Cowboy, but you should have that coming. take after Nuttycomb. I saw all this coming. No, you didn't. Teams I'm, that run. Hold on, hold on. No, well. no, wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait, wait, wait. We'll see you guys next hold time. Hold on, no, wait. You should be saying Stanford is the best because they won oh, no, the series. I, yeah. No, they are. I don't think so. I think BYU's better. Stanford's number one. BYU's number one. Stanford changed in BYU. my mind. Stanford. I mean, we'll see what the ratings say, but looking at this result, the team that finished second is the best team in the country. That happens a lot. They should do that in Silver Championships. How cool would that be? All right. You like actually don't want to get first. Ooh, new tiebreaker. That'd be kind of fun, right? Run for a second. Like you're just like, but you do, you can't get third though either. So that last K, you're just like trying to get as much information from your coach as possible. It's like Nico Young is running backwards slow on down, the course. What's going on? It's like the Incredibles when they tell the dash to go yeah. too slow. Everybody's just jockeying across the line, and then at the last minute they lunge across. Um, well, John says if Casey Klinger runs, how much closer are Stanford and BYU? Much, uh, but it's like ten points instead of. Well, but what instead of Allen, thirty too? Yeah, well, both yeah. of them. Because again, they would have scored. They would have been in like the. They would have removed about twenty, a little under, a little over twenty points from their score. Yeah, which gets them down to like the sixty-five range. The which pack, is still ten points back. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, their their fifth was twenty-one, so you can't lose that many points. Yeah, because their fifth was so good. But what that bodes well for, if you're a BYU person, is nationals when it's going to be ten k. It's going to spread out even more, and then you're going to seventh put your man's two. Like my seventh man finished twenty-first at Nuttycomb. Yeah, it should feel good. We also should say there's a possibility that. Like, we don't know why they're not running. It could be that they're not 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I, we should give a big shout-out to Air Force. Fourth, man. It's impressive. Good job, Air Force. Yeah. Uh, Who else should we give a shout-out to? Sam Gilman, Luke Combs, Ethan Marshall, Ryan Johnson, Scott Mason, Sean Mason, double Masons there, uh, Brian Lentz. And also, Eli Notre Dame getting fifth. I saw that coming. People were, people were low on Notre Dame this year. Solomon, Stewry, Methner, Barry, Gallagher. Notre Dame's Carmody. good. They're like a top seven. She's been, I mean, they've, so. they've recruited like crazy the yeah. last couple of years. They're good. Uh, all right. Thanks to Colt. <sighs> Thank you, Colt. I can't hear him. Hopefully he said nothing crazy. So people now keep – they're not – now that everybody's asking about BYU, does Klinger and Allen swing it in favor of BYU? The answer is no. But, but they get close. much closer. Yeah. And – Much closer. Gordon has them number one. I now. think they're going to be ranked number one. Probably. I think on Monday. Because if you get second – it's better one. than winning. It is. In NCAA yeah, my, cross That's how it works. I mean, you think New Mexico won and they got second. Dude, you're on to something. This is good stuff. 
This is, oh. it's a, twice is a pattern or a trend. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. We'll be back Monday, 1230. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Oh, I won't be on the Friday pod next week. I'll be in Atlanta. Bachelor party. So maybe we should do a... You know we're still in the pod, right? So maybe we should do a... Let's plan uh, what Gordon should do in Atlanta for his bachelor party on the Wednesday at oh, block. Hold on, hold on. You know, it's your bachelor party? No, it's not my bachelor party. So why did you say let's plan what Gordon should do for the bachelor? You're not in charge, are I you? Can, no, but I can... like. Gordon's the best man. I have agents. Are you the best it. man? He's trying to figure it out no, I'm right now. I'm oh. just a guy showing up. No, I'm the... Okay. I'm, like the, I'm pro- in the tiers. I'm probably like, probably like, I'm like a seventh. Man. Do I know this person? I'm like the seventh man. Do I know this person? So I'm not know? scoring points, but like I'm on varsity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. He's a friend of mine. He's from Austin. Well, former runner. I know him. Oregon runner. Oh, we'll oh, okay. That. okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he'd be open to suggestions. Yeah. And I'm sure he'd appreciate that they came from the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if we actually we'll do a, if someone gives a good suggestion on that Wednesday, I will make sure I do it and I'll film it and I'll put it on the pot on Monday. No, don't film it. You don't want to find one. Have you ever been to one of these? Have I been to a bachelor party? Yeah, it's not it's Okay, we're not leaving. bachelor parties are like in the movies, bro. See Sometimes it's a bunch of guys having a good time. See ya. No one wants to see that. Guys having a good time. That's not interesting. All right. Thanks, Cole. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.